Last week we started a series of study on the characteristics of the early church. We talked about few things about church. We understood what is a church, which was the first church came into existence. And we also understood many reasons why we can learn from the early church. Why we want to learn from the early church. Early church is a model of a New Testament church. And we found some of the many important characteristics of the early church and we listed quite a few of them. So next few weeks, if God willing, we are going to continue to base this study upon three scripture portions. Acts 2... 41 to 47 and Acts 4 32 to 36 and even Acts chapter 5. We also make references to 1 Corinthians chapter 12 as Paul writes so much about the church. So I have grouped the characteristics of the early church into seven or eight characteristics. As an introduction let me just quickly go over that Number one, early church was a learning church. Early church was a learning church. Number two, early church was a united church. Number three, early church was a miracle working church. Number four, early church was a sharing church. Number five, early church was a giving church. Number six, early church was a God fearing church. Number seven, early church was a persecuted church. Number eight, early church was a growing church. You know, these are some of the characteristics of the early church. And it is worthwhile to understand all these characteristics and to see whether these characteristics are still seen in our churches today, especially in our church. And it is our desire that we want to see all these characteristics in our church. You know the reason being early church was the church installed by the apostles. Early church was the first church was given birth by the anointing of the Holy Spirit as it came upon the disciples and the 120 in the upper room. Early church was the church which multiplied. You know word of God says there are 3,000 got added into the church and again 5,000 men were seen in the church. We don't find a church like this. You know whatever mega church it may be today we don't see 3,000 people getting added to the church in just one shot. We see that happening in the early church. So I believe that is a model church for every one of the churches today on this earth. And it is worth taking time to understand what was going on in the early church. Today I'm going to teach the first characteristics of the early church. The early church was a learning church. Early church was a learning church. Let's turn our Bibles to Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2 verse 42. In Acts chapter 2, verse 42, we read, And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship in the breaking of bread and in prayers. And they continued 
the previous verse talks about 3,000 souls getting added to the church and all these 3,000 souls along with the apostles probably along with 120 they were in the upper room they continued steadfastly in the apostles doctrine and fellowship in the breaking of bread and in prayers they continued steadfastly in the teachings of the apostles that means that tells me today the early church was a learning church the early church continually steadfastly they were reminding they were trying to learn from the apostles the good news translation says they spend their time in learning from the apostles other you know one of the major responsibilities of the apostles was teaching the word one of the major responsibilities of them was teaching the word you know that's why when Paul writes to Timothy he's saying in 2nd Timothy chapter 2 verse 15 he says be diligent to present yourselves approved to God a worker who does not need to be ashamed rightly dividing the word of God you know today for every teacher or every preacher of God every apostle it's 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 important that they need to rightly divide the word of God teaching is an important ministry in the early church and even in today's church teaching is an important ministry Jesus was teaching the word when he was on this earth he was ministering the three and a half years Jesus was teaching in Matthew 22 verse 23 says 33 says Matthew Matthew 22 verse 33 and when the multitudes heard this they were were astonished at his teaching you know they were just amazed the way Jesus was teaching he was not seen for a long time they knew Jesus was born then he was not in public for a long time but now suddenly he came and he took baptism and he went to the wilderness and he came out of the wilderness after 40 days of fasting and praying and then he started preaching in the synagogue he started teaching the word of God everybody he looked at them they were just seeing they were telling among themselves isn't he, isn't he the son of Joseph isn't he the son of Mary that he was born he's the son of carpenter see how amazingly how powerfully with so much of authority he is preaching the word of God he is teaching the word of God Jesus was teaching the word of God the apostles were teaching the word of God too Acts 5.42 says Acts 5.42 and daily in the temple and in every house they did not cease teaching and preaching Jesus as Christ every day daily they were assembling together in the synagogue they were assembling together in the houses and they were preaching the word they were teaching the word of God Acts 5:42. in Romans 12 7 word of God says God has given the gift of teaching to whom Romans 12:7. can you just find out and let me know God has given the gift of teaching to whom to whom God has given the gift of teaching could you find that no Right. So let's read that. What does it say? 
Let's read 7, Romans 12, 7. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, so if it is to teach, we should teach. He who teaches in teaching. Who? Who are that he? It is the church. It is we. It is not just for a pastor. It is not for somebody else. It is we. You know, God wants every believer to teach the word of God. Jesus was teaching. The apostles were teaching. God wants every one of us to teach the word of God. In Colossians 3.16, God expects every one of us to teach the word of God. Colossians 3.16. Here the word of God says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord to whom it is written the church in Colossae the church in Halifax God is telling what he is telling that he is telling that we need to teach and we need to encourage we need to admonish we need to exhort we need to tell everybody what God can do in their lives teaching is not always standing in the pulpit and preaching the word teaching is not always standing in you know in the crowd in the multitude in the midst of crowd and telling teaching can also be one-to-one God expects everyone uh, one of us to teach the word of God when you walk into family when you walk into somebody else's life God expects you to teach the word of God God expects us to sow the seed into their lives. Teaching becomes a responsibility of nobody else other than the responsibility of a church today. The early church was a teaching church. Early church was also a learning church. You know, early church was not just teaching, not just the apostles were just teaching and going everywhere and preaching the word of God. Word of God says they were just waiting on the apostles' feet to learn from them. It was a learning church. You know, today both these scenarios are seen in the churches. There are good teachers of the word in the church, but unfortunately there are not many good learners. Sometimes on the other hand, there are good many learners, you know, everybody wants to teach, learn the word of God. But there are not good teachers today. Don't you feel that the churches are missing that? You know, some of the churches, they are a big crowd, but then people are not satisfied with what they listen. They are not able to receive anything. They are finding it difficult. They are not able to do, the, you know, put things in context and understand the word of God. But then there are good teachers and preachers but then people are not willing to learn. But the early church, they were teaching and there were learning happening in the early church. In the early church, the apostles taught the word uh, and every believer, they were learning together from the apostles. So we are talking about an important characteristics of the early church. The early church was a learning church. You know, studying God's word is important today you know most of the time we think that listening God's word on Sunday is alone enough but it is not true it may not be sufficient just listen God's word once in a week and rest of the days you know when we start listening to the words of this world obviously they will come 
and fill our hearts. The word of God will take the least place in our heart and mind. But it is better every day let's heed, let's listen to the word of God. Every day we need to listen to the word of God. Every day by some means word of God should get into our lives. It is very very important that we study the word of God in order to grow in our spiritual lives. Yesterday we were talking about the seed which was sown among the thorns. What will happen? That seed will not grow. The cares of the world, the enemy, everything will come and choke the growth of the seed. If the word of God is heard once in a week and we will allow it to the world come and to fill our lives, it may not be sufficient. That's why we say that Sunday you do this and Monday there is a Bible study, Tuesday there is another Bible study, Wednesday there is another Bible study, Thursday there is a time of prayer and Friday you come and practice and Saturday you get ready for, to, for a presentation to the, as a gospel meeting. And Sunday again you are back studying the word of God. And in the middle of all this you have your Bible reading, you have your you know personal time, devotion time, every Everything is needed for someone to grow in the Lord. Why? Because the, the pull on the other side is so heavy. It is so powerful. You know, if you are a little careless, very easily we will slip away from word of God. Our attention and mind, everything will get corrupted, get filled with the stuff of this world. And God expects to study the word of God. Early church was a learning church. You know, there may be various reasons why the early church was a learning church what of God says they continued steadfastly in the apostles doctrine you know these apostles if you just think about them they went back to their fishing the moment Jesus rose from the dead and he went to heaven they thought everything is done it's three and a half years you know we all enjoyed we had food and we have seen you know miraculous things happening we just saw you know things are happening in a supernatural way we all enjoyed now he has gone back let's come on let's go back to our own profession they just went to their own profession you know they were called disciples of Jesus but now they are called the apostles see the difference what it made for them as they were waiting in the upper room to receive the anointing of the Holy Spirit they as they were anointed there's so much of change a tremendous amount of change that was brought into their lives you know they were ordinary fishermen but now they are anointed servant of God they always listen to the teaching of Jesus Christ but now they started teaching to the church you know it is a drastic change in the lives of the disciples you know I don't think I just thought about it I don't think they have taken notes the way we do today as Jesus was, was preaching in the mount do you think that they have a note and pen and then they were taking notes I don't think so I don't think they carry any notes along with them probably I even believe most of the time they had they, they had trouble understanding Jesus Jesus was trying to tell them simple things you know even though he was trying to teach them with parables but these poor fellows, you know, they, they couldn't even understand what Jesus was trying to say. And absolutely they were clueless. They were, they were not clear what, what Jesus is trying to tell about. Because even at the last minute, Peter was saying that, Lord, this should not happen to you, Lord. And he had to rebuke him, saying that it is not you, it is Satan who resides in you. They had no clue about what Jesus was talking about. You know, they were always confused. And the, Jesus was struggling to communicate with them. But really I'm curious to know why we need to follow the model of the early church. What was the reason, they are, what, what exactly they were teaching. So 
let's find out the reason why the early church was following the teachings of the disciples of the apostles why the early church was a learning church so that I could come out with three reasons three possible reasons why they were a learning church why the early church was a learning church so if we apply those reasons to our lives and to our church we become a learning church and when we start learning the word of God we are fulfilled with the word of God we are given right clarity into the word of God and we know what to do and we know what to expect we know how our future is going to be and everything will be clear is clear in the word of God and we need to understand why there are three reasons why the church was a learning church the first reason for the early church to be a learning church they had a, they had teachers who were not teaching from their knowledge they had teachers they were teaching from their experience I'm talking about the apostles I'm talking about the disciples of Jesus they were the teachers and the multitudes the 3,000 and 5,000 they were the believers learning and the church was made of a suitable combination of a good teacher and good learners you know that's the right atmosphere to teach the word of God I can imagine if I teach the word of God if I preach and if all of you you know start doing something somebody is playing with their iPad and somebody is playing with their paper and pencil and somebody is just talking to and somebody is just listening and turning the other side this side that side it's so many things going on what kind of preacher am I or in fact what kind of listeners are you right so I don't want to preach in such a situation but think of the early church they are the right preachers and they have the right listeners there and word of God was preached very effectively and there was a good teaching there is a good communication going on and the flow of information and you know flow of godly stuff going on from the disciples into the lives of these uh, uh, these people there so the early church the reason why they were learning church because they were learning not from the knowledge what somebody gained but from their experience you know we cannot forget the fact that these disciples were with Jesus imagine for a second these disciples were there with God for three and a half years they were just with Jesus it is true that they failed miserably it is true that you know they, they just wanted to go back to their profession but that doesn't cancel the fact that these disciples were with Jesus they were there teaching the people of God not from their knowledge but from their experience they observed the master in every move that he made when he was living on this earth they followed him wherever he went they were very carefully noticing what is going on the church would have learned as these disciples were teaching them how they were talking to Jesus their experience would have been shared as they were teaching they were teaching they were telling them how to bring hope in a hopeless situation when Jesus was called by someone to wake her daughter he's she's she's dead when Jesus walked into that house and asked everybody to get out and when Jesus called raised her daughter from the dead from the hopeless situation how Jesus brought hope into their lives and this was preached this was taught to the people by the disciples 
not by their knowledge by their experience because they were with Jesus they have seen this happening how to cast the demon out how to make a sick healed everything was experienced by these disciples as they were with Jesus Christ how to show the other cheek when someone slaps you in one cheek that was shown by Jesus Christ demonstrated and these disciples were observing that now nobody need to tell them because they have experienced in their life how to preach the gospel how to preach the gospel of the kingdom to the Gentiles and to the Jews how to, how important the grace than the rituals of the Old Testament Testament. Jesus preached that many times to the Pharisees and Sadducees. Now these disciples were filled with the teachings of Jesus Christ and now they are teaching that to the early church. Now obviously the early church wanted to learn from this first hand information from the disciples of God. The love of Lord Jesus Christ, the compassion that he had, his relationship with his father. Disciples were observing Jesus Christ. Jesus every time when he, the moment he gets a chance he'll go to the mountain or he will go to the wilderness early in the morning and late in the night he will just commune with his father in heaven even what of God says yesterday we talked about it what of God Jesus feared father God he had a reverence about his father even though he is God he still feared God you know such a communication such a relationship he established with the father was seen by these disciples as they were you know spending their time along with Jesus and this was communicated during their teaching you know there were so many things these apostles, apostles they observed from Lord Jesus Christ was taught to the early church so the early church was very eager to know you know why they were eager to know they just missed the opportunity when Jesus was preaching someone would have called somebody come to the church come to the synagogue today Jesus Christ is coming to the church synagogue and he is going to preach think about it if somebody says that in Halifax today in the church of HAPM Jesus Christ is going to come and he is going to preach the word of God how many will be here you may not have space here right you may not have even transportation to Halifax get people to Halifax everything opportunity was given to them but you know how many came nobody came all of them were just waiting outside when thinking when Jesus will come out why they want to see miracles they want to eat food and go nobody wants to listen to his teaching but now they miss that opportunity as something happened in their life they became believers now now they want to listen and to the teachings of the apostles you know it is a privilege that early church had to learn from the ones who was with the Lord you know one of the reasons today the churches are not willing to learn is they don't find teachers they are who are with the master today the churches are not willing to learn the word of God because they don't find teachers who are with the master the early church had good teachers they were with, with the master with the Lord Jesus Christ but today when people bring the knowledge or what they surf in the internet or what they read from some book to the pulpit and they preach people won't, don't want to listen because they get much much more in a better way than what can they can listen if they google it if they insert if, if they if they browse the internet they don't need to listen but people are looking for the preachers and teachers who are with the masters 
you know it puts so much of deal it, it takes so much of deal on the preacher's side teacher's side to learn from the master and experience them into their lives and then come and teach you know they don't find teachers who walk closely with God as the disciples walked with God people want to learn not from our knowledge people want to learn from our relationship to Lord Jesus Christ you know it makes a whole lot of difference if I say that disciples were there and they saw Jesus they listened from Jesus they heard from Jesus they heard from the voice of Holy Spirit so today I am bringing the good news to you saying that this is what is written in the Word of God now instead if I say that this is what is written in the word of God I understood what is written in the word of God and I put that in my life God spoke to me God opened my mouth my, my eyes to see all these things written in the word of God now I understand what the word of God is talking about and this is what I understood this is what I experienced in my life you know God is expecting or the church is expecting such a teachers the first reason why they were a learning church because they had teachers who walked with the Lord they have teachers who spend time with the Lord Jesus Christ but at least I thank God for the Gospels those disciples they left and went today we have the first-hand information today telling us what they have seen they, 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 they say what they we have seen what we have heard what we touched and what we felt and today we are bringing them as a testimony to you in the word and at least I thank God that we have the word today so the early church was a learning church because their teachers are the apostles they were with the Lord the second reason why they were learning church is the believers they repented they were baptized and anointed the second reason why the early church was a learning church they were repented they were baptized and they were anointed remember these 3,000 and 5,000 who got added to the church were the same people who were trying to kill Jesus when he was preaching in the synagogue and he was healing the sick there it is the same crowd now they are sitting there as if they are not done anything they are sitting there 3,000 and 5,000 in the church these are the same people who refused to refuse to accept him as a messiah these are the same people who are ready to throw stones on the woman all the adulterous women and put her to death these are the same people these are the same people who shouted before Pilate saying that crucify him crucify him these are the same people now they are sitting in with the apostles in the church there is something drastic happened in their lives let's turn to word of God Acts chapter 2 again verse 37 and verse 38 Acts chapter 2 verse 37 and verse 38 now when they heard this means Peter was preaching about the crucifixion of Jesus Christ and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ and he is telling that you are the one who crucified him then verse 37 says now when they heard this they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles men and brethren what shall we do then Peter said to them repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit something drastic happened in their lives 
when Peter was preaching with the anointing of the Holy Spirit and as his words get in their, into their lives word of God says they cut it cut to the heart it cut to the heart what does it mean it is just so deep you know even today at times we feel when the word comes into our lives we feel it is so deep there is no way we can escape out of it it is so deep and it is so straight and it is specific into our lives and into that situation when God speaks to us and we just break right in cry in tears and especially the same thing happened to these people now Peter was preaching and they listened to the word of God and the word of God says they were hurt they were they were cut to their heart only repented and saved believer can learn from the word of God the early church was a learning church the second reason is they were repented they were saved they were baptized and anointed believer children of God Today the churches are not willing to learn because they are not saved. The simple reason. Today churches are not willing to learn. There is no wonder. There is no worry about it. The only reason is they are not saved. Even in Pentecostal churches today we see people who are not saved, who are unsaved. They became a church member 10 years back, 20 years back. They still involved in church activities they don't miss Sundays and you know they don't they don't miss any of the opportunities any of the church programs still not saved can you believe that still not saved there are secret sins in lives which they don't want to come out of it and there are preachers they don't want to enter into those areas of their individual lives thinking that especially in this nation I cannot enter into their privacy it is their private matter there is nothing like a private matter in the life of a child of God when we stand before the word of God everything is transparent everything is transparent if we are in a false relationship it is false relationship there is no doubt about it if we are in a secret sin it is a secret sin there is no doubt about it because the word of God will bring everything to the surface it is like a mirror today the church is not learning because church is living in sin we are sad to know that we are sad to say that churches are living in sin we don't see saved people many saved people there there is a crowd going on and going in and coming out but not many are saved an unsaved person cannot learn the word of God it doesn't make any sense to him it's just a book it's just a book that's the reason even if you go to a person who says there is no God a communist you know or someone who says who denies God existence of God he will read this word of God and he will say it is a good teaching there are good stuff in the word of God in the Bible it is good for families if you follow this you can become good it doesn't really help him it doesn't really help him to give any spiritual insight into the word of God so an unsaved person cannot learn the word of God if our church to become like the early church and to church become you know a learning church our church need to be saved
All of us need to be saved. All of us need to turn from our wicked ways. And we need to repent. Exactly that's what has happened to those 3,000 people. Who the same people they were trying to kill Jesus. The same people trying to you know, oppose the work of God. Now they are sitting there and learning the reason is. They repented from their wicked ways. The second reason. The church was a repented church. That's the reason they are able to learn. The third reason why they are able to learn from the pastels. Why the early church was a learning church. I believe it's because they just started believing in the resurrection of Lord Jesus Christ. It is so powerful. The first reason there are good teachers in the church. Who has not teaching. Who are not teaching from their knowledge. But they were teaching from their experience what they walk with the Lord. The second reason, it was not a weak church, uh, unrepented church, unsaved church. But instead it was a church repented from their wicked ways. Only repented person will try to learn the word of God. The thirst and the, the urge is there only in the souls which are saved. The third reason, they just learned about the resurrection of Lord Jesus Christ. You know the main theme of Peter's sermon on that day in Acts chapter 2 is the resurrection of Lord Jesus Christ. Let's read some of the scriptures. Acts chapter 2 verse 23. Acts 2 23 says, Him being delivered by the, by the determined purpose and foreknowledge of God, you have taken by lawless hands, have crucified and put to death you put son Jesus into death verse 24 says whom God raised up having loosed the pains of death because it was not possible that he should be held by death they were preaching about the resurrection of Lord Jesus Christ verse 29 to 33 men and brethren let me speak freely to you. You know, Peter, we see Peter, if you will read that very carefully. Peter really taking advantage like any preacher do at some time. You know, we preach something and then we see the response of the crowd. The crowd seems to be responding very well. Okay, let me take the crowd to one more step, you know. And then teach some more, give some, give some more tips, some more teaching. The way Peter is progressing as you read the chapter 2, he's just, he just got an opportunity now. He's really taking advantage of this opportunity and now he's in verse 29, he's saying, men and brethren, let me speak freely to you. Of the patriarch David, that he is both dead and buried and his tomb is with us to this day. Therefore, being a prophet and knowing that God has sworn with an oath to him that of the first of the fruit of his body according to the flesh he would rise up the Christ to sit on his throne you know it's very sensitive area here for a Jew for a Jew it is a very sensitive area Peter is very careful he was just waiting for until now and now he is talking about David David is an important person there. He cannot be just told. David's name cannot be just spoken just like that in a Jewish setup. And Peter just said David. Your, da your forefather David he died. And he was buried. And we see his tomb here today. But where is Jesus? 
he rose from the dead you know that's what his message his message verse 31 he foreseeing this spoken concerning the resurrection of jesus christ that his soul was not left in hades nor did his flesh see corruption this jesus god has raised up of which we are all witnesses therefore being exalted to the right hand of god and having received from the father the promise of the holy spirit he poured out this which you now see and here and he goes on and on and he talks about the David again you know what Peter's message is the resurrection of Lord Jesus Christ Peter's sermon's emphasis was so much on the resurrection you know the early church they believed the resurrection of Lord Jesus Christ you know when Jesus rose from the dead all these people who are sitting in the church today the 3,000 and 5,000 today you know they heard the news that Jesus rose from the dead but then they couldn't believe they didn't believe there is you know, a whole lot of people they couldn't believe the resurrection of Lord Jesus Christ they never believed at that point of time but now Peter when he's anointed and he's preaching the Word of God as the Spirit of God works there they started believing the resurrection of Lord Jesus Christ as they were started added to their church you know one of the groups of Jewish people who lived at the time of Jesus called Sadducees they don't believe or they didn't believe the resurrection of Lord Jesus Christ we can read that in Acts chapter 28 uh, if you want to just go there quickly let's go and come back Acts chapter uh, 23 verse 8 says 23.8 for Sadducees say that there is no resurrection and no angel or spirit but the Pharisees confess both Sadducees is one group of Jewish people they they don't believe the resurrection and obviously this whole lot of people they come from that background they didn't believe the resurrection of Lord Jesus Christ and I believe their knowledge and belief in the resurrection of Lord Jesus Christ made them to learn the word of God you know today people who come call themselves believers they don't believe the resurrection of Lord Jesus Christ I'm not necessarily I'm not I'm talking about a cult group who don't believe in the resurrection of Lord Jesus Christ even among us even among the believers you know if you really closely go and heart to heart if you talk to them they have problem they have struggle in believing the resurrection of Lord Jesus Christ you know if people don't believe the resurrection of Lord Jesus Christ obviously it's such a group don't believe the bodily resurrection of the church because word of God goes line in line you know one with one saying that if Jesus is not risen how come the church will rise if the church is not going to reason how how come the Jesus was risen it is one-to-one -one. it is so much true how Jesus came back from the dead the church is going to rise one day one day to live to put on the immortal and to live with the Lord forever and ever you know today people are not able to learn the Word of God they don't want to learn the Word of God but because they don't believe in the resurrection of Lord Jesus Christ and neither they believe the resurrection of the church you know what I'm trying to say here let's 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 throw some more light into that first Corinthians let's go to first Corinthians chapter 15 
1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 14. Here Paul writes to the church in Corinth and he says and if Christ is not risen then our preaching is empty and your faith is also empty. What does it mean? If Christ is not risen if someone who doesn't believe that Christ is risen and he is writing so because there are believers they don't believe in the resurrection of Lord Jesus Christ they believe rest but they don't believe in the resurrection of and he is looking at them and he is telling if Christ is not risen then our preaching is empty and if the preaching is empty where do you think there will be learning then the learning is empty People are not able to learn, people are not able to preach the word of God in the right way because they don't believe in the resurrection of Lord Jesus Christ. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 14, 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 14 says, And God both raised up the Lord and will also raise, up, raise us up by his power. Word of God is very clear. God the Father raised up Jesus Christ. He will also raise us up by his power. 2 Corinthians 4.14 If you can turn with me to 2 Corinthians 4.14 The word of God says Knowing that he who raised up the Lord Jesus will also raise us up with Jesus and will present us with you. You know the resurrection of Lord Jesus Christ and the resurrection which is about to come in our lives it is linked together. If someone is not able to believe the resurrection of Lord Jesus Christ he is not going to believe the bodily resurrection of the church. For such a person who has no hope in eternity, who thinks that life is mortal, it will, it will, it all will be done once we die from this earth. He has no motivation to learn the word of God. Today you and I want to learn the word of God because I know for sure that my learning is not going to stop in this earth. My learning is going to take me into eternity. Because I believe the resurrection of Lord Jesus Christ. I also believe one day even though I die on this earth. I am going to rise up and I am going to be with the Lord. You know that is a motivation for me today to learn the word of God. The early church. When Peter spoke about the resurrection. It was very clear in their mind. They really understood what the resurrection of Lord Jesus Christ. And they want to learn the word of God more and more. Today churches lack this. Today churches lack this. No, they don't believe in heart to heart. They don't believe the resurrection. That's the reason they are not able to learn the word of God. And the early church believed the resurrection of Lord Jesus Christ. And they were a learning church. Church, it is a time, it is a right time to believe the resurrection of Lord Jesus Christ. And to believe our bodily resurrection. That one day we are going to see him face to face. As Job said. One day I will see my redeemer. With my own eyes I will see my redeemer. You know that is the hope that we need to carry. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. The entire chapter is talking about the resurrection. I just encourage you to read that at home. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. It talks about that is our hope. It is our hope of a, the, the, the Christ is risen. Is our hope. 
The resurrection of Jesus Christ is our hope today. And it talks about the glorious body that God is going to give to everyone those who believe in the resurrection. And it says the final victory is to overcome the death. The final victory as Jesus took victory over the death. You and I are appointed to take victory over death one day. You know these are the motivations for the church today to learn the word of God. Our faith in resurrection makes us, gives us, brings a deep thirst in our hearts to learn the word of God. If we believe more and more the bodily resurrection of the church, we want to know, Lord, what is going to happen in my life. In the first Corinthians chapter 15 at the end, we also learn about the, the, the rapture. How the mortal is going to put on the immortal. How this earthly body is going to be transformed into, into a glorious body. And it will caught up into heaven. You know as we start believing that. We want to read the word of God. The assurance of the bodily resurrection. Makes the believer to read scriptures very carefully. The confidence you and I have. About the immortal nature of our being. Our soul in the heavenly realm. Is helping us to invest our time and effort to, in studying the word of God. The early church was a learning church. So we talked about three reasons today. The early church was a learning church. Because they had a good teachers. The teachers who have experienced Lord Jesus Christ. The world is today looking for. The churches are today looking for such a teacher. Who has experienced acquaintance with the Holy Spirit. Acquaintance with Lord Jesus Christ. So that they can come and not to preach their knowledge. But to preach their experience that what they are going through. With the Lord in the light of the word of God. Secondly. That they were able to learn. They were a learning church. Because the church was repented. Baptized and anointed. Today that's what is needed for the churches. First of all the church has to repent. The church has to repent. Repentance has to be preached in the church. All the 52 weeks. Of, you know, All the Sundays. Every week. Church has to talk, talk about repentance, being saved. Every day church has to lead people into salvation. Then we will see there is a greater urge in the church to learn the word of God. Thirdly, they just believed in the resurrection of Lord Jesus Christ. As we put our trust in the resurrection that we are going to face one day, it will give us motivation to learn the word of God. So we talked about one of the important key characteristics of the early church. The early church was a learning church.